So you're going to need to establish uh, open flow of communication in one way or another. So they're going to need to know where, okay, I have to email a request or maybe I can call in or maybe I can text, you know, whatever it may be, they're going to need to know that there's a way that they can get to you or to whoever is able to help them out of their situation. Make sure that's very imperative because tenants oftentimes when they feel like you don't care, like they start, you know, they start to just operate on their own. Uncommon Estate of Mind is all up in your audio to leverage your next investment decision. Join me, Joey Garba, and my boy, Adam Ladaudu. Hey, what's up? As we go toe-to-toe with each other, debating the ins and outs of the real estate game. We may not always agree with each other, but our out-of-the-box thinking is going to have you creating wealth beyond those four office walls. That's the sound of opportunity knocking. Welcome to the Uncommon Estate of Mind. Hey, welcome to Uncommon State of Mind, where we debate different ways to leverage your next investment to create time freedom, legacy impact, and generational wealth. My name is Joey, aka Mr. J Mays. Hey, and I'm AD, also known as AD the Fly Realtor. Dope. So today we have an interesting topic to go ahead and debate, guys. We're gonna debate uh self-management styles, right? So self-management versus property management, which is better for your investment? Okay, so let's let's paint the picture, right? You're sitting in front of us, you're talking to us both, and you have some cash to invest, and you're like, okay, should I go the short-term rental route, or should I go the multifamily route? Which, of course, you're gonna pick the short-term rental route, but anyways, that's a different subject for a different matter. Or long-term. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so you have this cash to invest, and you're hearing our pitch on just the different management, uh, that's gonna pretty much you're pretty much gonna have to deal with uh, regarding either one, right? So self management and short term rentals. Also, you can actually go down the property management route in short term rentals, but initially, you're gonna want to self manage. And then, of course, when it comes to managing like a duplex, fourplex, or well, long term rentals. So there's certain things you're gonna need to keep in mind for long term rentals too, right? And they don't always they're not all the same thing, right? And you don't really look at them all the same, correct? That's true. And the thing is, a lot in a lot of this, these these things can kind of overlap because even within the short-term rental space, you can actually go in and, and get a property manager. But that's we can get to that later. Same for long-term rentals. You can choose to self-manage or you can do professional management. Um, but we are gonna get into that right now. Yeah. Okay. So um the first thing we're gonna do is say, okay, we're in the in the short-term rental uh field right now. First thing I want to say is, how you doing, bro? <laughs> Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, what? By the time this comes out, we would have been a few episodes in, but as of right now, our uh, our podcast officially launched. Bro, so. hold on, pick a drink up. Yeah, pick man, drink for up. real, let's, for real. Let's, uh, no, real quick. Yeah, I mean, we actually haven't had a chance to do that to even celebrate that. I know it's real cool. I'm very grateful. The feedback has been amazing. The response from everybody has been so cool. Like so. I'm just excited. We're gonna keep going. We appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in and listening to us. We have, you know, we 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 do this for y'all, and um, it's cool to get that that type of feedback. Yeah, for real. Every like, comment, share, subscription, it's all appreciated much, big time. So into our uh, discussion, I'm gonna go ahead and break down some of the things that you need in order to self manage a short term rental. 
Um, one or to manage a short-term rental in general, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a couple of ways. There's a couple of things that you can. So if you're doing this with a property, there's one way. If you're doing this arbitrage, it's very similar, but things will be a little different. One of them. Well, let's just talk about housekeeping. Housekeeping, you're gonna need a housekeeper no matter which strategy you choose. You're gonna need a housekeeper that's actually the most important person on your team. Remember, this is a service-based business. If your location is dirty or you know doesn't hold up to the standard of cleanliness that your uh, guest enjoys, then you know, you're know you gonna hear about it. Whether they're, they're gonna message you, they're gonna hit you in the, in the reviews, and you know this is a review-based business, and if you see in the reviews, you know, people, I look at reviews all the time, you know, doing anything like searching up a restaurant or something like that. But if they see a review in your, that your property was like disgusting, nine times out of 10, they're going to pass up on your, on your listing. So your housekeeper is huge. How common is a complaint for you? Dude, like, I well, a complaint in regards to cleanliness. It all depends on the quality of your housekeeper, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the most important things to do and I was actually listening to the uh, the Real Estate Robinsons, right? Okay, uh, yeah. And they're they're cool. They're cool. You can check out their their, their stuff as well. They're great with short term rentals. But uh, having that A team housekeeper, you can't be afraid to fire your housekeeper. You right. Can't be afraid. You know what I mean? Because or any employee, any like you have to. <laughs> right. If they're not holding up to that standard that your guests are enjoying, you have to let them go. You have to find one that's going to hold up. And of course, you're gonna need your own SOPs, which is standard operating procedures in order for you to make sure your housekeeper's hitting uh, exactly how you want them to clean. Like for one, like, you know, if you like specific things cleaned a certain way, you take a picture of that certain area, you explain in detail, and you know, there's software out there where you can have your housekeeper check off every you know detail that you want cleaned off before they're actually, you know, able to get paid. Housekeeper's number one. Two, I actually didn't answer your question, but I've had a couple of complaints before. We had to let go a couple, uh, a few housekeepers. Right. Yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, you have to do it. I had one. No, let me tell you a story. I had one housekeeper. It was when I first started. And I was like, yeah, hey. She said, oh, yeah, I have some rentals out in, like, I forget where it was, somewhere by the beach. She's like, yeah, I have a few, and I've done this before. I'm like, cool. So cleaning came up. It popped up, and she was supposed to show up, and I messaged her. So, I, of course, you, you want to keep tabs on your house cleaners, make sure they're showing up to their jobs. I hit her up. I was like, hey, so are you hitting, you know, gonna hop on this job for us? Or she didn't hit me back. Uh like it was like two or it was about, I wanna say five hours before our guest checked in. And I hit him, was like, hey, are you coming? She didn't respond back. I was like, uh, I'm gonna go down there myself. So I had to drive down to my location myself, clean the place by myself, or well, clean the place myself. And like literally when I was driving away, my guest pulled in. <laughs> oh, <snap. Bro. laughs> and then she hit me like, hey, wasn't I supposed to? I said, click. I said, Never again. Not for real. Like, yeah. Anyways, let me, let me go down. Can't the list. Too much stuff like that slide. No, you can't at all. So if you need to fire your your help, you have to fire them. But the next thing that you would need is a is a handyman, right? If you're doing this with an actual property, you need the handyman to go ahead. Any any like nicks, any you know nicks and knacks that the property may have, broken sink, broken toilet. Uh, you want to have a handyman on call that can go ahead and, and take care of those whenever they pop up. And of course, that comes at a fee. But if especially if you have a property now, if you do this uh, via arbitrage and you have a good property management company, then they have staff. All you have to do is submit a submit a maintenance request to the complex of whatever's broken. They their handyman will go to the unit, 
take care of that for you. No, no tr extra charge to your business. Uh, but that's provided for being a resident at that location. So right, right. that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. So handyman, a uh, housekeeper, I say you need on your team. Now, uh, you, you need a runner, like whenever you're running low on any specific thing, and that's, this could be over time, like over a few weeks, you're running low on any like toilet paper, um, I don't know, maybe the, they can't find the keys or something like that. You need somebody to go ahead and head over to the property, you know, preferably someone in the area to go ahead and help you, uh, help the guests, you know, or sorry, restock anything that, that you may need in, in order for you to continue running your short term. Oh, wow. I never even thought of that. Right. Short term rentals. Yeah, I guess I never thought about like who the person is that restock stuff. Like right. I just thought somebody, you know, <laughs> like there should be stuff there. So somebody's going to come and do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so is that like a specific, could that, is that like a position you pay for or does someone on the team choose to take on that role? So if you're doing this by yourself and this is your first investment, at first, to be honest with you, all of these roles, except for the handyman and the cleaner, when it comes to, but there's actually a channel manager, which we'll get into that later. But the runner role, I think you as the owner should probably do that yourself for a little bit first before you hire anybody out. Because when you do it yourself first, you know exactly how you want things organized. You know how you want them done. Um, you know, you've pretty much set the precedence of how things should be refilled and how to manage your inventory and understand when it's running low yourself, you know, and then you can use that, turn it into an SOP, which is a standard operating procedure and pass it down to somebody who then can do that for you who, in which you pay. But just to have that maximum control on uh, what's being stocked and what's not or what's running low, it, you know, especially if this if you don't even have the cash to, to hire anybody out yet, then that'll be you for a few weeks or maybe a few months, maybe the first year. Uh, and that's just a role that you have to take on in your business. But um, uh, the next thing that you need is a channel manager and they take care of a lot of things, right? I guess you don't need a channel manager. There's a few things, different softwares that you can get that takes care well, of the stuff. What exactly is a channel manager, first of all? So, okay, thanks for bringing that up. So a channel manager, pretty much in your in your short-term rental, they just handle a lot of, uh, they do a lot of things. Like I can't like specifically pin them, but one of the main focuses of a channel manager is having your listing on multiple uh, OTAs. And what an OTA is an online travel agency. That's like your VRBOs, your your um, Airbnbs, your Expedias, your home, your, um, all the all of those and it's pretty much centralizing all of that all of your listings into one location right okay. so instead of me like having to go to airbnb they log out then go to vrbo oh, log out and log, you know what i'm saying you want all of that information in one central location that way you don't have to run yourself ragged and, and be at the risk of double booking you know what i'm saying right right <laughs> so, it, sorry to cut you but um uh, so is that one of those softwares that like pretty much say you're on multiple sites for the same unit, if somebody rents on one site, it'll close out that day on the other. Oh, exactly. okay. All right. So you want to shut and there's a lot of other functions. Like if you have a really good one, there's one that even, you know, uh, it can organize your cleaners to set specific tasks for the second that you check out, it'll create a task and um, a cleaning would be be available for your cleaner then to then accept and it'll do it automatically so that way you don't have to do it on your by yourself 
it could do accounting for you. It could collect, it could collect a uh, guest information for you so that you can remarket to them. Um, it, it takes care of a lot of stuff. Um, it makes it almost like a one-stop shop. I'm actually talking to my team about get, investing in a, in a specific one, which uh, there's a couple of them that are, that are, that are out there. There's Guesty, there's uh, Hostfully, there's Hostaway. You guys go look into those if you like, and, you know, get more information. They have demos. You can go, go, uh, go get demos from them. Channel manager is super important, one that I think you'll need. All right, and the last, you're going to need your security systems. Uh, so that way, you know, you can kind of monitor your properties and, and uh, make sure that you're not, that people aren't taking advantage of your property and like throwing parties or doing anything that's going to cause harm to the community that you're in and, you know, cast, cast any bad light on your name or on your business. So those are the things that you'll need. Um, as far as short-term rentals, you need your uh, housekeeper, you need your handyman, your channel manager, your runner, and your security for the most. I may be leaving something out, I'll have to think, but if I am, I'll, I'll bring it up and I'll put it in the show notes or something like that. So what do you think we're going to need in order to do this as a long-term rental? Um, I actually wrote down some notes because I really didn't want to forget anything. So first off, the first thing you're going to need is a system for tenant screenings because it's crucial to properly screen potential tenants to avoid leasing to someone who's not able to pay or has criminal background. That's number one. Um, two, maintenance and repairs. So like your handyman, you're gonna need maintenance men um, and or vendors to be able to like go repair whatever it may be. So if that's plumbing, if that's, you know, anything like the door not uh, closing properly, locks not locking, whatever it may be, like you're gonna need some kind of maintenance for that because you can't expect uh, standard tenants to like fix things on their own. Like nope. the average tenant is not gonna try to fix anything. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you're gonna need methods for rent collection. So whether that's a software or a specific person, there are gonna need to be a way to get rent, to have rent collection. It's really not smart to deal with cash. That's a very old school way to operate in any kind of <laughs> long-term, any kind of real estate really. But um, that's another, so, and then after that, you're gonna need to think about lease agreements. You know, the length of your lease, what they're able to do and not do with the property, um, how much they're expected to pay every month, all things like that are taken into account. And the lease also states how many tenants are supposed to be in the uh, unit. So that is also important thing, like for any case where you may in the future have unauthorized tenant, which is a whole nother discussion. So, so let's not get too far into I, that. So when it comes to the leasing agreement, do you guys, I mean, I'm guessing just you as a company will then go and pay a lawyer to, to draw up a leasing agreement for your property. I mean, you can actually hire a lawyer, but you can also go online. There's lots of like leasing agreements online. Like you can pick one also specific to your state. Um, so it will have like certain things that are like um, legal in your state. You know, it will be like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like pretty much, uh, right? yeah, to like everything to the laws in your state. And then there's editable ones where like you can add certain things or take out things, you know, as needed. And, or if you and that new tenant like discuss or negotiate something different, you can make sure to add that also. But yeah, definitely, you definitely want to make sure you have a lease in place because that's pretty much like, that's what you go back to once there's any confusion. And then also 
in the future when you sell the property, you're gonna need it's gonna be easier to sell it to someone else if there's already a lease in place. Got it. After that communication, so you're gonna need to establish uh, open flow of communication in one way or another. So they're gonna need to know where, okay, I have to email a request or maybe I can call in or maybe I can text, you know, whatever it may be, they're gonna need to know that there's a way that they can get to you or to whoever is able to help them out of their situation. Make sure that's very imperative because tenants oftentimes when they feel like you don't care, like they start you know, they start to just operate on their own. You know what I mean? So you always want to keep them happy in a way. And honestly, it just makes sense because it's better for you that they're able to get to you if you if they have an issue. Like, you wouldn't want them, certain issues you don't want them to just decide on their own how to solve. Legal compliance, ensure that your rental properly complies with all local, state, and federal regulations. So I wrote down here that also includes building codes, safety standards, zoning, and fair housing laws. So those are, like I said, those are all things you're gonna need to consider and be aware of because you, like, let's say I have a duplex with three bedrooms on each side and I decide I wanna do a long-term rental in this unit, in this unit I wanna do some other kind of rental. Like, you're gonna need to be aware of what the laws are to see if that's even okay for you to do in that city, state, or county. So you're telling me we can get a, so say we get a 12 unit apartment and I can have like six units dedicated to long-term rentals and I can have six units dedicated to short-term rentals? Oh, Dev, people do it. Oh, people so do it all oh, we will have some conversations, yeah, guys. Yes, we people do have that. some conversations. People really do that, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, that. yeah, it's, it's, it's a next thing. level, yeah, it is definitely a thing. Okay. It we, is definitely a thing. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Um, what do I have here next? Uh, property inspection. So you're going to need to have some sort of like regular uh, flow of property inspections just to make sure things are within compliance with the law and then up to your standard as well. And then there are times where things, um, it may not be illegal, but if something is like damaged or broken in that condition for too long, it can like hurt you in the long run. You know what I mean? So you're gonna want like every, you know, depending on like what works for you and what you think works for the tenant also, like you could do every few months, maybe once a year, twice a year, however you wanna do it, just make sure, don't try to be an inconvenience. You know what I mean? Right? So try to stay as out the way as possible because this is where people live. They're not trying to deal with you coming in all the time. Um, financial management. All right, so maintain accurate records of income and expenses related to the rental property. This is important for so many reasons. One, it's important for you to know how much you're bringing in and how much you're spending. It's important for tax purposes. And then it's also important like when you wanna sell the property because trust me, like investors are gonna wanna see the financials of the property. They're gonna wanna see what they can be expecting to pay, what they're gonna have to add money to, what they can make more efficient. So that's very important. And again, like point number one, like it's best for you to really know because like, what are you in business for if you're not aware of how much you're spending and how much you're keeping in? So, and then my last one here is marketing and advertising. Develop effective marketing strategies to attract potential tenants. You can use online rental listing websites, social media, or other advertising methods. Uh, again, this is, you know, business 101. Like, you got to advertise, you got to market. Like, 
if you're not marketing, you're not advertising, what are you in business for? Because you can, I mean, I don't know how you expect people to know about you if you're not advertising. How how do you find out about anything? You know, they're like Agreed. either word of mouth advertising or you saw a commercial or you heard about it, whatever it may be. Yeah. So uh-huh. that's my list uh, for the things you need to consider in long-term rentals. Appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead and talk about our B for the day. Hey guys, we're gonna throw out our B for the day and that's gonna be be well-rounded. In this specific scenario, we're talking about short-term rentals and long-term rental, but in any uh, investment that you decide to get into, especially if you have multiple to consider, you need to understand the pros and cons on both sides in order to then make uh, a decision that's gonna benefit you for your future. All right, guys? All right, so that's our B for the day. Be well-rounded, be you, and be uncommon. Catch you on the flip. Uncommon State of Mind was hosted by my best friend, Joey, and myself, AD, two guys who started at the back of the queue in real estate. And now we want to give back by showing others the way to get in through the front door. Feeling inspired and looking to get your investment portfolio up and running so you can join the party in style? Hit us up at info at uncommonestateofmind.com and we can start talking. If you enjoy the show, Please spread the word and show some love in the ratings so we could climb those charts together. Until next time, be uncommon.